0: Blog Talk Radio. All right! All right!
1: All right! Yeah! Hey! Hey! Hey!
2: Welcome to last chat, y'all. Hey, T. Hey, Lisha. How you doing this evening, girl? I don't know where the time is going. It is almost the end of February. Where is this year running to? Listen,
1: tell me about it, okay? I'm like, it's much already. This is Mm -hmm. just like. Ten days. My my son is going to be eighteen in
2: forty days. Oh gosh, you can really count down now, girl?
1: You know what I'm saying? I'm like, listen, I'm about to be grown, grown. No, just
3: kidding.
1: <laughs> Y'all yeah, better be away. Here she comes. <laughs> and then seven days after that is my no. 14 days, after, no, 7 days after that is my birthday. No, 14 mm-hmm. days after that is my birthday.
2: I'm kind of I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you graduating all over again. <laughs> Listen.
1: Hmm. <laughs> all of y'all mamas know what I'm talking about. Y'all, y'all only, y'all can only be the ones to understand where I'm coming from. When I say that, you know, like, when you get, like, real, real freedom, not just that little bitty freedom they, that we be trying to take, but when you get the real, mm-hmm. real
3: stuff, you know, you, know how
2: to, mm-hmm. you know how to act. <laughs> it's a whole new world, girl. <laughs> so, T, you know, oh, I, new am, world.
1: I am constantly, constantly trying to do things. I'm always nagging, folk. I stay in, I stay I always stay uh, doing something. And so Mm -hmm. I got a surprise for you. It took a while to get Uh it. I'm still trying to get the person. But
2: (laughs) I still got a surprise
1: for you. I'm still, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm working on it. Uh-oh,
2: (laughs) people. Now y'all see, she she be setting me up. First of all, (laughs) this woman loves getting me some homework. So I know there's gonna be some
1: homework involved. It's not in no homework, see y'all. See how y'all see how she do me, y'all. I have to show T that I appreciate her, cause y'all she's my left hand, and half the time she is my right hand too. Let me tell y'all. And so I have to do stuff to be like, girl, that's you. That's my girl. I, listen, T, no, I would be on a, a plane five seconds flat. What what's going on? and I, she always is always here for me so I always be trying to find stuff to do you know
3: mm-hmm. this is all my appreciation
1: so mm-hmm. we stay so far apart it's not like we can go eat or you know or go out like when she comes to town when she comes to Georgia we watch uh-huh. TV because she don't watch TV all the time so I make notes of all the good TV shows and the things that I have watched that I feel like okay yeah we can watch that <laughs> And when she get here, we then watch T V in between
2: whatever it is we're here to do. And then you know you gotta show me how to work the channels. Right between what we I'm
3: like,
2: Jonathan, how do I get this? And Jonathan, he's like, Oh Lord, this woman <laughs>
3: Hey, you
1: know, then you know, breakfast cause she come early, so y'all know. Pancakes, y'all—they be all perfect and round. Look, T is wife one on one. Like all the little gadgets I got in my kitchen, I got cause T told me to get it. <laughs> I want a bread maker. That's that's my next little gadget that I want, cause I want to make fresh bread. I want to mm-hmm. stop purchasing bread. I want to make fresh bread, but I want to make monkey bread. I remember growing up, my aunt My great aunt used to make monkey bread Every holiday And so That's I want to learn stuff. how to make
2: monkey bread mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's nothing like some, the smell of fresh bread Cooking, girl uh, yes. yes, there's nothing like
1: it <laughs> You know, and I'm trying to just Change up a few things, because you know um, I was watching this I can't think of his name This doctor on um Instagram and he mm-hmm. was talking about um, what we eat and the water we right. drink and minerals and how majority of us are mineral deficient um, because of the soil that we have is lacking minerals because of, you know, some mm-hmm. of the different ways that they fertilize it and things of that nature. So um, I'm like, I love bread. I do. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do I got to give up bread? bread? No, I can make real fresh bread, and still be able to have
2: bread when I want to. Mm-hmm. Well, you know how I feel about bread. I got to go get my own bread. I'm particular about my bread. Let me tell y'all, two things T got to have, her diet,
1: Pepsi, and, and her bread,
3: particular bread.
1: <laughs> Cause, like, we don't eat the same bread, because so when she go to the refrigerator, she's like, this all you got
2: what, what I'm like, this ain't this? real
3: bread
2: <laughs> <laughs> This is not real bread,
3: girl Let's go shopping <laughs> Your refrigerator too healthy What's your You got it here <laughs> I'm like, Jonathan, what you want What you
1: want me to put on the list Man, listen When well, me and T go out of town <laughs> We be our rooms Snacks, her Pepsi And some chips have
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's my cool. girl
1: yeah, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's my girl, y'all. That's my girl. So today we talking that talk, y'all. I'm really excited. We got we've had a, really a full February. Shout out to everybody that supported Vision and Books. I'm working on 2020 as well as some other things. Um, but so our our February has been like jam packed schedule wise. Um, And I'm working on I'm filling up March So all of those people That have been hitting my inbox And on my email Mm -hmm. And on my cell phone Telling me that you need a date When I say (laughs) Just send everything Via email to the chat radio show At gmail.com Please send it Because then I'll fill the spot That I was thinking about giving you Because I didn't get anything And then I'll forget that I talked to you on my phone Or I'll forget that I talked to you uh, via Facebook or Instagram so it's mm-hmm. easier if you just email everything so that way I won't forget.
2: And everything is in that one one location. But speaking, speaking of the of book did you get my um contribution to the grade, to the to the classroom?
1: I have not been outside. So I'm to not gonna, gonna tell a lie. Okay. I have not been outside. Okay. It's been raining. I, I really I haven't that's bad to say that I haven't been outside, but I haven't <laughs> I've taken a shower, though, and I washed my hair, you know, you got to make, when when you work from home, you have to kind of make a note in your phone, like an alarm, you got to be conscious, because you won't Mm -hmm. do nothing, you won't wash your hair, you (laughs) won't do nothing, so I got to make sure I wash my hair, like, oh, nope, I got to take a shower, so I made sure I do those things, but... Did I leave the house? Absolutely not. It's been raining for like two days. I didn't even go outside. Really? Wow. I don't have a perm anymore. And so mm-hmm. the way my flat iron and my wash is set up, um, me and water and rain, we don't have a good <laughs> relationship. Um, it don't mix well. <laughs> it don't mix well. You know, it doesn't mix well. My hair this. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. it's, it's It's outside the way it is, and it's going to be that way. I thank God my grass, you know, it's getting watered, but I didn't go out. (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay, T,
2: are you ready for your surprise? As I sit here biting my nails, yes, please, yes. (laughs) All right, are you sure? Wait, let me get two seats. I got one. I'm sitting in one. Let me let, let me double
3: up here. Let me double up. <laughs> All right, let's go.
4: I'm trying to get to know you with my third eye to understand the pages in your mind.
1: working on his new album I'm so excited I'm trying to get him on the show he stays so busy uh but he sent me he put a sample on his page and I was like can we play that on the radio and he's like sure I was like can you send it to
3: us he was like sure
1: <laughs> so I'm so excited I'm glad I that he love was it. able to send us his new music I'm so excited he has uh The Love Movement, which continues. This is his song, Mm -hmm. Love Language, y'all. I like that. I like it. I'm just so excited. Yes, I'm so excited that he's working on a new album that's going to be coming out soon. So I'm excited for Mm -hmm. him. And, you know, we love Keith Robinson here. We always have. Absolutely. We always keep some Mm -hmm. Twizzlers because he loves Twizzlers. So we always keep Twizzlers over there in the corner for whenever (laughs) he comes. Show our appreciation and love for him. So thank you, Keith Robinson. We appreciate
2: you. Absolutely. And if you've never been to hear him on our show, check out our archives. We've had him in a chat room a number of times, and uh, he actually, you know, gave us some time as he was on the red carpet, if I'm not mistakenly. And headed to a um, a premiere. uh
1: Yes, headed to a premiere. And one year he came on my birthday.
2: That's right. That's right, mm-hmm. so check out those archives <laughs> Very nice, I like that
1: <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome to Let's Chat My name is Miss Leisha, you know I got my right hand And most of the time she is my left Tony, honey We are talking that talk today Today we are talking that talk about forgiveness Yes, the big F word Because y'all know mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, that's a hard process That's a hard, hard process mm-hmm. sometimes and so I wanted to talk about it today. And we have two fabulous guests that are going to be on to just talk that talk with us on today. As they enter the chat room, they're going to press their ones just to let us know they're in the building. Uh, but we have a Garth Weizen. Uh He's going to be calling in later on today. Uh, he is a speaker, a coach, author. And then we have a uh, speaker, coach, domestic violence advocate, Sharnice Gatewood. She's going to be in the chat room. So I'm excited uh, to be able to talk that talk with her about her movement uh, and all the things that she has going on in, in New York. So I'm just really excited about today's show.
2: So mm-hmm. T, you like the song, huh? I loved it, Leisha. As soon as I played, it, you know I was in your box. I'm, is that our buddy? I like it. I love the beat. It's very nice. It's nice and fresh, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. I, I like that. I like that. We got to definitely put that into our rotation. You know, Leisha and I, we have some dope music. And um, just to just to let you guys know, Leisha and I, you know, we started in this blog talk radio business with just books. But as y'all can tell, we love music as well. We love all the arts, you know, and Lisha and I, we get to talking. It's like we don't have new, be- new guests listening to our show, tuning in. Hey, iHeartRadio. But here on this chat, Lisha and I, you know, we used to celebrate literature, but like I said just a little minute ago, we just love the dopeness of all the arts, and we get to enjoy it and share it in the fun, intimate, and friendly environment. We don't only hear their passion, but we get passionate about our guests as well, at least we really do, (laughs) because we've had some great guests in the chat Uh room. Get ready for tonight, another fabulous show on tap. At least you talk about forgiveness means freedom. Forgiveness is also a very hard pill to swallow. And I think once you open up that door to forgiveness, you don't even realize how free it really frees you. You know what I mean? Well, because we don't believe
1: that we're bound by by how we're feeling. We don't know that that energy mm-hmm. is binding us. So a lot of times, you know, and, and then when they say forgiveness, is not for the other person. It's not, it's really to Mm -hmm. help you release whatever you're holding, whatever you're binding, whatever it is, if you don't release that, it it does, it takes, it eats you up, it binds you up. Mm -hmm. And we think we're holding on to it to remind ourselves that we're never going to trust this person we're not gonna trust their words or any person that is mm-hmm. familiar because you know we get them familiar spirits. Now the right. familiar spirits is that's not a good thing, you know, but it's like a
2: mm-hmm.
1: oh no, let me stay away. But you know, we we do it as a reminder, um, that they mm-hmm. hurt us or they were disrespectful or they disappointed us. Uh and then sometimes mm-hmm. we have to forgive ourselves because in the whole process sometimes we blame ourselves we say you know you know it's my fault because i did this or i put up with this or i tolerated this or i didn't nip this in the bud but you know you have to be able to forgive yourself and Mm -hmm. forgive the other person to free yourself and a lot of times we don't know how to start that process we don't know what that process is um which is why forgiveness is one of the hardest things we have to do but it's the most necessary thing to do for you to move forward, to reset your life and restore your life.
2: Mm-hmm. I I totally agree. And also forgiveness is the initial step to healing, healing for yourself. You know, you don't necessarily even realize that you need that healing. And forgiveness is, is a powerful tool down that road of healing. And um, sometimes you don't even necessarily have to say, I forgive you to a person or whatever you just have to go through the forgiveness you know because that person has passed away and there's no way that you can tell them that you forgive them but you still have to go through that forgiveness process
1: absolutely and and, you know a lot of times and not every time but sometimes uh pettiness and ego is in there uh and Mm -hmm. that that allows to keep you bonded, bound and bonded as well to whatever uh, it was that hurt you you know and sometimes we get attached to our pain and so Mm -hmm. because we get attached to our pain we don't know how to let it go we don't want to let it go because we've been striving and driving on it for so long what am I going to do now if I let this go you know and Mm -hmm. so we have Mm -hmm. we're going to talk that talk with these two guests we have on today um I was trying to get our favorite, favorite, favorite two counselors to come on, but they both got uh, things to do. So they were not able to free up their schedule to be able to come on to the chat room, but we still appreciate them because every time we have mm-hmm. uh deep conversations and we need professional backup, they are always there and we appreciate them mm-hmm. for that.
2: Liz, you said something just now that that's, I think is very powerful. And I think it resonates is that, we become attached to our pain. That's yeah. real, you know, and it, it, it's something that some people actually feed off of internally and, and don't even realize it, that that's what keeps them going, that, that attachment to pain, and because it's something that they can feel, you know, and if they don't feel that pain, what will they feel? If mm-hmm. you let it go, you'll have that, that healing power, that forgiveness.
1: I agree. Mm -hmm. I I really agree Mm -hmm. with that. Um, And that's really a hard, that's what makes it so hard to talk about forgiveness Um, because Mm -hmm. even in the most drastic situations, uh, you still Mm -hmm. have to forgive. And again, it's not for that person. That forgiveness is for you because if you, you, we, if you bind yourself to that, your mind, your body, your spirit is all bound up into it as well and, and there's no movement for mm-hmm. you as you watch other people move around and 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 go through life and we were like, okay, well, well what happened? You know, I didn't mm-hmm. get mine you know, so it's important, mm-hmm. it's really important to be able to let go and if you don't right. know how and to let go stuff. yeah, mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to let go, and if letting go is a hard process for you, that's why it's very okay and healthy to get and seek outside help, whether it's a group or um, a counseling or professional type setting, going to your pastor or your clergyman, whatever it is that you need to do uh, that is safe Mm -hmm. and legal, do it. You know, Mm -hmm. because that frees you up Mm -hmm. to be able to take life onto that next level and step into it with authority.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: That's true. And also, least sometimes say, well, they don't deserve my forgiveness or "Uh, he didn't earn my forgiveness. That's not even the case. That's not even the point. They don't necessarily have to earn it or deserve it. And it all goes back to the forgiveness is for self in order for us to move forward.
1: Right. And you don't even have to tell them anything. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to talk to them and say, I forgive you. You don't have to say anything to them. That that process is for Mm -hmm. you only. Now, there Mm -hmm. are times where you want to be able to fix a relationship. So you have to talk to that person. But in, in all actuality, you don't. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. releasing yourself from the bondage. You're releasing yourself from the requirement to hold on to this that you have placed in your mind and in your spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to not forget this because this is what's going to keep me strong. And that's not the case, you know. Right. To regain your power
2: through forgiveness.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And making sure that you are restoring uh, and resetting yourself, your values, yeah and knowing that self love is okay self respect mm-hmm. is okay. it's okay. you know a lot of times I think if you think about society, they have really tainted the minds of women. We have to like truly reprogram ourselves as you get through go through life. You are mentally reprogramming yourself from the things that you've learned, but even if you go back in time um and you watch movies like Little Women and stuff like that. How
3: mm-hmm. the
1: verbiage, even little Madeline, remember that little cartoon character in London, the little, little girl mm-hmm. in the home, mm-hmm. even if you think about that, it's like, uh, young ladies don't run. You know, they don't do this. They don't do that. This is not proper mm-hmm. for a, a woman. A work? You don't work. You don't do this. You, you you find you a man who takes care of you, and this is what you're supposed to do. So we were really programmed to be independent mm-hmm. of somebody else to function.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Because I mean, also... Because what if you're in a in a in a household where you have a single parent home and that single parent happened to be a woman, that woman has to be strong for both mother and father, so you instill those those virtues or those characteristics and you know, you want your child to show that to, to know that you can do this. You don't necessarily need someone. So you can kinda like balance it both ways.
1: But there really there's no balance because and that's just from my experience. My mom was a single parent. I was raised by a very very strong woman, and I was raised to be very independent. And sometimes independent Mm -hmm. is a hindrance because sometimes we are overly independent. We don't know how to work and mix and mingle and and have that balance. We don't know how to allow people uh, into our space because we're so used to handling everything we take care of this we take care of this and if our hands aren't on it then we don't know what to do because it's like you I don't like the way you did this and if I don't do Mm -hmm. it then it's, it's not done right and I think that that's just part of reprogramming making sure that we are reprogramming ourselves to know that you need a man but you don't need a man. You don't need a man to secure you. First of all, you should be securing yourself before you get that man. Because what if something mm-hmm. happens? You're going to have to make sure that you're secure, let alone um, functioning. You know what I'm saying? And it could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could be a divorce. It could be sickness. You know, sickness um, is is the biggest, um, to me, in my opinion. It is the biggest attack on relationships. Mental health physical sickness, whatever it is, it is an attack on a relationship and a lot of times, you know, it destroys relationships because people don't understand how to function and, and and restore around that process and so when relationships fail and things of that nature, you know, we have to be able to handle those things. I remember my mother had a boyfriend and the light went out in the kitchen and uh, she was like, no, he'll change it when he get here. Now, mind you, I'm like, well, how long many days I got to wait for him to change the light up in the
3: kitchen? <laughs> she
1: was mad at me because I, I went and got the chair and I did it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to sit up mm-hmm. here and wait for nobody to come and change nobody cotton-picking light up. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Everybody got time for that. <laughs> but my mom, you know, I, I didn't understand at the time. Now I understand, you know, making a man feel needed. But to me, it's not my job to make you feel like a man. It's not my job to make you feel needed to be involved in a situation. You know, really, when situations fall apart, one of two people have disconnected. They've lost focus. They stop focusing on that thing. So when they stop focusing on that thing, it's going to fall apart. I don't have to be in the dark for five days waiting for somebody to decide what they're going to do when they feel like it you know that's mm-hmm. never been my ministry um, and I just want to share that with y'all I love my mom she, she has <laughs> passed on but that one moment I was like I don't understand why I have to wait for him to come and do this light bulb when I can absolutely do this
2: myself
3: Mhm. Uh-huh.
2: Now, it's interesting that you say that, Leash, because you know my baby girl. She's she, she hung out with us a couple of times. You know, so I, I look at how we raise her and how we raise our boys. And um my my daughter is very strong, but she's also very feminine. So I let her know that she doesn't have, have to necessarily dumb down in order to make a man feel – Needed, you know. We all bring something to the table. You don't have to dumb down anything. If anything, strengthening each other. Whereas one may be weak in one area, I may be strong, and vice versa. So I never want her to feel that she has to to let a man be a man because of, when you let a man be a man, then that it, therein lies a problem. A man is a man is a man. You well, know? if he don't so know
1: you how. <laughs> Right. What if he's but never had the experience? What if he only knows that um, being a man is controlling everything, and you know, you're letting him be something that he don't know how to be. You know, a lot of times you that's a put that she does not need to
2: be in. Absolutely, that's a that's right. she doesn't need to be in. That's right. right. You know, that's not who her, that's not how she sees her dad. You know, she sees exactly. her dad as a man's man. You know, and mm-hmm. that's what she she wants to strive for herself as well. Absolutely. So, baby girl, that's what we want you to bring to the door.
3: Because <laughs> you, you know, You know baby jail. girl. <laughs> we took you
1: for jail. We ain't got time. We try to run nobody over with a rental car because he don't know his mama ain't teach him or he, he, he wasn't aware. We don't have
2: time for that. <laughs> no, she ain't got time. She'll tell you in a minute, I ain't got time for that. <laughs>
1: My name is Leisha. You know, I got my right hand my fabulous Miss Tony Honey. We are talking that talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness means freedom. We have two fabulous guests that are gonna be kicking in with us in the chat room. Today we have preach uh speaker, uh, life coach, author, Garth Vison on the uh coming through. And we also have speaker life coach and domestic violence advocate uh skatewood uh that are going to come through and as soon as they press day ones it's going to be on and popping so i'm really excited about the conversation we're going to have today if you are tuning in and you want to participate in this conversation no worries just press your ones and you'll be able to interact with me myself um miss tony the guest whomever and be able to voice your opinion and how you feel oh, we got a hand up nine one seven four five nine you're alive in the chat room what's your name and where you calling from
0: hi this is Shanice Gatewood calling from new york hey hi i was you call I did, I was listening to y'all, y'all was busting it down, y'all was doing what y'all was doing So I'll just laid, <laughs> sit back and listen to y'all, I said, shoot, they sound good, okay But
1: well, you need me right now, I'm just going right, to, you to have my tea.
3: Y'all coaching me <laughs> Hi ladies, how y'all welcome, doing? welcome,
1: welcome, we are doing good We want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your journey
0: So my name is Shanice Gaywood-Ali. I just got married last year, almost one year. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah, thank you. So my um, organization is called We Are Phenomenal Women, and um, the reason why I named it We Are Phenomenal Women is because um, Maya Angelou has Phenomenal Women. And, you know, when you're going through domestic violence, the organization is basically based uh, upon, you know, uh, ladies who've gone through DV, um, sexual abuse, you know, any of those type of abuses from their mate, uh, you know, IPV, intimate partner violence, you know, all of that, we cater to all women who've gone through that. So when I sat back and I heard Phenomenal Woman from Maya Angelo. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, my goodness, that's one thing that we are lacking. We are lacking the fact that we are phenomenal women. Yes, all these little traumas, but guess what? At the end, we still have to be a mother. We still have to be a girlfriend, a wife, or, you know, whatever it is that we are doing at the time, Mm -hmm. we still have to do that and bury our hurt. You know, and um, how we feel emotionally. So when I say forgiveness, I had to forgive my stepfather for sexually abusing me. Mm-hmm. And and I had to forgive my daughter's father who, um, you know, the whole relationship abuse, the IPV, you know, the physical, the verbal, all of those factors. Not to mention there's still family violence also that I had to, I'm still working on right now. I'm going to say that. Mm -hmm. Because I don't really talk about my family violence piece, but I talk about everything else. And forgiveness is facts. How can you move on if you cannot forgive someone who hurt you? Mm -hmm. You know, so that is what we are phenomenal women, we get together, us ladies, we get together, we share our stories, we hug, we show the emotional um, peace with one another. If somebody's in a situation, we're there for them, you know, and that's something that we also lack as women, as black women. We're so busy talking negative about one another that we don't show the love piece, the hug, the you know, I got you, sis. Don't worry about uh-huh. it. You know, we uh-huh. so busy. I uh-huh. got you, B. I'm not a B. <laughs> you know, that's right. We definitely, you know, work on that. Um, we do presentations. We do outreach. We advocate. We do. We give you resources. We even help you with safety planning. If you want to get out of your relationship, how can you oh. safely leave? safely, you know, because some people would just pick up their bags while he's still in the house and want to leave. No, you can't do it that way because that would make things harder. We do support groups. We do empowerment groups. We meditate. We, you know, uh, we do events. I just had a pre-violent times day event. And the reason why it's pre-violent times day is because sometimes when you're thinking, um, Valentine's Day, you're going to fall in love with your little boo thing, with the chocolates, the flowers, and the good, and the, and the good good, you know, with the good, mm-hmm. good. And next thing you know, you're walking on cloud 99, and, and he's going to bring you down later. You know, he's going to bring right. you down by calling you out of your name or disrespecting you, and that's how it all starts. Next thing you know, you'll be like, wait, I thought this was my, you know, my little cubit that loved me. In reality, uh-huh. you were just a flame, you know, and you fell in love, and, and look what happened. Now he's disrespecting you. So we talk about those things. And the pre Valentine's Day event, we um, have people on a panel and share their stories. Um, get you to remind you just because Valentine's Day is coming up, here's a reminder. Remember uh-huh. those signs. Remember those signs, so after we do that piece, we also do a fashion show. Ashley Stewart supported us and sponsored us twice. Um, any young um lady or older woman who's gone through d v now you're a survivor, we allow you know you wear those clothes and you put on your best fit and you walk down that you know that runway and you look mm-hmm. good, and you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. So this mm-hmm. year, yeah, this year I put, I asked my twin sisters, who are 27 years old, to participate, and the reason why is because one was going through um, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, and the other one she just pretty much went through all of them, and it hurt my heart to hear that they did. And this is I'm out here doing this, and my my closest family members is going through that. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and that's because they didn't want to tell me They didn't want to tell me So, you know, right now they are in the forgiveness stages Because they had to, they got to continue to move on But trauma, trauma is always there Mm -hmm. You forgive, but you can't forget That's right
3: Absolutely,
1: you know. You know I was
0: right. mm-hmm. I
1: was watching the mm-hmm. interview um, uh, for Star Brim, who is uh, she's Cardi B's best friend, but she still has her own business. She has a a face uh, facial line, but she was dealing, doing an interview and she was talking about uh, when she was growing up and how she had to endure abuse at home. and In reaction to that, she always find her found herself fighting. And she mm-hmm. felt like, because I couldn't fight my mom, mm-hmm. I had to fight other people.
3: Right. And she talked
1: about mm-hmm. that she had two older sisters. And she didn't know until, uh, she said, maybe a year ago. I think this interview was like a year. Uh, might have been sometime last year. So maybe two years ago, she found out that, you know, her older sisters went through the same thing. That's why they left. Um, and she never saw or let them explain saw that they experienced that uh, side of abuse. She thought it was just her. Um, And she would talk about how she would go to school and have to make uh, excuses to her friends and her teachers because she had broken bones, busted lips, and she had to make excuses on the explanation on how these things were happening. And so I started Mm -hmm. thinking about the things that we tolerate around us. and. Talking to my son about that You know and mm-hmm. you know I told him That if you want to know how your friend treats How your friend is, is as a friend Or that person is as a person You want to know How they're going to treat you Then you watch the way they treat those people around them How they treat their family members How they treat their own People that are supposed to be their friend Their closest people to them Then you're going to know how they will attempt To treat you
0: and sometimes oh, well, that, you gotta let people mm-hmm. know. Right, that's true. Now I, you know, I swear not to cut you off, but it was, sometimes, okay. like my mom, have it's a bunch of us, and I'm the oldest of everybody. We will, and I, I, I really don't talk about this because I love my mother, and I would hate to put shame on her name. But I don't think she realized that she have she have hurt all her children by being um disrespectful, name calling or name shaming, you know, things in that nature, that hurts us. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. when we are around, you will think that it's nothing wrong. But when mom is not around, we all have the same stories. <laughs> you know, so and, and and thank God that we're close and we could talk to one another without she's going to know about it. They could always call me and say, hey, you know, this will. And I understand. I would never call her and tell her what they said because it's, it's about respect for your siblings. So if you're telling your son that, how about when you run into a family like I was who don't even bring our love, we have a good time, we laughing. But when she ain't there, that's when you probably hear a different story. But for the most part, some people will front because of the parents, don't want to shame mm-hmm. them, and they front, you know, holding on to the love that they do have and just say, you know what, this person is who she is or who he is as a father, mm-hmm. whatever he might be, and respect your parent, as the Bible says. And and that's what I'm saying. So sometimes that might be a, 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 a facade. A facade. You know, mm-hmm. right. So, honest, you know, I understand what, you, you, what you're telling your son, but teach him the tools of you would not allow a woman to start disrespecting you by saying, and it all. It most of the time it go by verbal. Mhm. Fat, you ugly, you shut up, you know, all those. Whoa, <laughs> you know. So with that being said, you just teach him and and guide him and give him the tools Of mm-hmm. how a woman should treat your him. son when he get older. You know, when he get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and not right just for women.
1: Everybody, right. I tell him you. People treat you determined by how what you tolerate around mm-hmm. you, and if that's you right. don't tolerate certain things, they're not gonna do it. He had this one hit friend that he he grew up with, and every time I read her text messages, I was like, I don't like her. I don't mm-hmm. like the way she, the verbiage that she used. He's like, that's just how she is. I don't care how she is, and no. you mm-hmm. you're
2: supposed to. <laughs>
1: Tell her, you're supposed to be like, this may be how you are, but don't be like this to me. Because the first right. time, it's a sideways motion from anybody. You need to cut them loose. And because it's not That's about, right. and it's not about being angry or petty. It's about give, mm-hmm. keeping the right people around you and giving the right people mm-hmm. access to you. Everybody don't need access. I don't care who it is.
0: right? Family included. Right.
1: Everybody don't need access
0: because it, right. it
1: will, your, your piece is more important.
0: That's right. Well, you know, it's crazy because mm-hmm. I just learned my peace not so long ago, and I'm 46 now. I just learned mm-hmm. my peace, and I enjoy my peace. Um, and like I said, with the forgiveness piece, I had to go to I had to go to therapy. I went to church, you know, because I'm like, why am I like this? I had to really, and then I was in school, so a lot of stuff I was reading. And, in my psychological class, my sociology class, my family, I was like, Whoa,
2: that is me
0: (laughs) you know, so I had to evaluate myself and figure out this ain't the right way to be. And on the grace of goodness, I definitely changed up because I didn't like who I was. And it takes us a long time to realize Uh that some of us, you know, it definitely, just like a lot of women, it takes them a long time to open up and say, I've been through domestic violence. I've been raped by my husband and, you know, all these other little key factors. Why? Because they are ashamed. They're scared. They they think they're the only ones who've gone through it. That's what happened to me. I was 18, 19, 20, 21. Um, up to like 24, 25, and I'm thinking I'm the only person going through domestic violence. I didn't even know it was a word to this. I thought it was love. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I'm getting hit Mm -hmm. with a remote control. I got stabbed. I got choked. You know, I say, no, I don't want to have sex, but he still want to have sex. So, I mean, I didn't know what it was called. And until now I'm starting to really realize, wow, this is what's been going on with me. You know, so mm-hmm. I forgave, yes, because, like they say, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And if That's you true. are hurting you do all these different um situations that you're not understanding yourself, only thing you can do is hurt someone else because you're not understanding what's going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. So I forgave, yes. As a matter of fact, I've been on a couple of shows here and now when – you know, different other shows. And his mom heard me speak about her son and got mad at me. But I never once said his name.
2: But she Why knew. are you
0: mad? <laughs> huh?
2: Mm-hmm. But she knew who you were talking about.
0: Exactly. But I never said his mm-hmm. name. But, however, she knew. And she got upset. And she called me all type of names. and See, but it's okay. Because I see he got it from somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true You know, so, That's so- at, Yeah, at the end of the day We Are Phenomenal women is growing We want more And more of our Women, I mean even We even had things for men We had bullying for the children But we are Phenomenal women. we want us To grow, we want more women To say, I've been through that I can relate to you can I be a part of this circle? Can I be a part of this campaign that we're putting up to, um, right now at this time, which is no one dies um, in 2020 for against domestic violence. We're working on that right now. So we got our hands on so much. I mean, we're even working on a domestic violence documentary, you know, so that way other women can see you might not say nothing. It's okay. It's not your time to speak. However, you could see it on the documentary that all these other women had gone through it. One day you will speak. And it's it's okay. Mm -hmm. It took me forever, you know. Mm -hmm. But we're going to work on the healing process when you do speak. We're going to work on that forgiveness. We're going to work on what can we do next. What is our, our goals? What is our you know, change our mindset. These are the workshops that I do, too. So mm-hmm. I'm my hands,
2: we working. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, that's awesome. So this, this is Tony, and um, thank you so much for sharing that with us. But you, you said some things mm-hmm. that I, I, I found very interesting that, you know, we just, oh, that's just how they are. Do you feel that acceptance of certain behavior hinders us from, from really even realizing that the abuse is there, you know, just because you accept it because it's something that's that's normal, you, you know
0: at the time, you would think that it's okay because you've gone through it, right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um for example, um a lot of these um I don't want to call the kind of religion they religious background they are but I'm sure y'all catch it there's a lot of men who um, done things to the boys and we sending them to Mm -hmm. to worship and things Mm -hmm. is happening is it because it happened to them and they think it's normal and that's why Mm -hmm. they doing it to other people other boys you understand Mm -hmm. so once you realize because obviously somebody had to realize this ain't right so that's when people start talking the Me Too movement, right. a lot of females, they did, you know, went through a situation, whatever it was, and they start realizing this ain't right. So you accept it because you think it's okay. You think it's all right. You, This happened to me, so maybe this is what's supposed to happen. I mean, these are the things that we think of. And it's, is it good? Is it bad? It's up mm-hmm. to the individual to say, you know what? This is not Right. Right. So, you know, I want to say it's up to the individual. I do it by somebody calling me stupid all the time that if you call me a name, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You understand? Until I realize mm-hmm. this ain't right. So, at the time you think it's okay until so you get out of it, you grow out of it, you start realizing mm-hmm. I, I deserve better. I deserve to be called. To Shanice Gatewood,
2: you know? Mm -hmm. Right. But do you think it hinders us forgiving because they may not even realize that there's forgiveness on the table and it kind of holds you back from from really experiencing the full effect of whatever relationship that they find themselves in? You're right. Now, by
0: us talking about this, there's a possibility somebody might say Forget. Because at the time, mm-hmm. you're not going to think about no forgiving. You're going to think about getting back at the person, whatever it is. Right. So it does hinder you Mhm. until you until you hear stuff like this, conversations, people having conversations, people asking questions, people responding in a certain way. You, su- Yes, it's okay to forgive because mm-hmm. like y'all said earlier, Forgiveness is healing. Forgiveness is for you. It's not for the person. That other individual is sick. That other individual, um, something happened to them. Somewhere down the road, they're going to ask for your forgiveness. Like a lot of people, before they die, they call call so-and-so and and, I'm sorry. I did X, Y, and Z to you. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's hard. Mm-hmm. it is hard, it is very hard, it's very hard, but you know we have to somewhere down the road we have to
2: learn to just let it go <laughs> mhm, that you have to in order to for you to let like, continue on now she this is still Tony, you know, and um, our topic tonight, as you've heard, is the goodness needs freedom. Can you share with us? at one point where you forgave that it empowered you to feel free? Did you even realize that you hadn't been feeling free until that point? Being in the in the abusive
0: relationship with my daughter father, um, I stayed for seven years. I went back and forth, um, going back and forth with him. Then when I got mm-hmm. into another relationship, This is the brother got me out of the abusive relationship, and I wound up with him, and um, he is, you know, by me being with him for 10 years, I wound up being abusive to him. And when he said to himself, I'm sure, I don't deserve this, and decided to leave, this is when I said, oh, snap. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh snap! this ain't right? You know. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Learned to. Uh, I had I had some things I had to work on with me.
2: Mm-hmm. So yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's real because it it you don't even realize that you're going through those motions until the other person feels the need to 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 get out you know and that's mm-hmm. like an eye opener that what am i doing here you know this is mm-hmm. this is becoming a norm for me and this is becoming an an accepted behavior for me that that i know is not right because it's been done to me on the other side now i'm doing it to someone else exactly that that, that that's, that's another hard pill to swallow that you have become the thing that you despise the most mhm does that make sense
0: yeah but it's true. Not too many people admit that. Mhm.
2: Mhm. And now it's you that needs the forgiveness,
0: as right? Opposed to you
2: and let me, again. I wrote him letters.
0: <laughs> I wrote him letters, <laughs> and I, I apologized. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he said he forgave me, and he just moved on. Mm-hmm. Hurt me to the core, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: but I had I had to work on me. Now, see, that's a great point Lee, that you just made when you asked for forgiveness. Now, we have been talking about one end of the forgiveness spectrum, but when you're on that end in your latter relationship where you wanted the forgiveness, was it a freeing feeling when you received his forgiveness or did it not move the needle for you?
0: Um, I think I was being more or less selfish saying um, I'm sorry. Come back home, type thing, but mm-hmm. it it really um it really hit me when I said I'm sorry, and he never came back. Mm-hmm. So it was That's like, awful. am I really saying sorry for him? You know, to to actually get him to forgive me, or am I sorry for for me to get him back to the house? Mm-hmm. You know, so or well, even if you're saying, sorry
2: for your actions.
0: Right, right, you know? right. I I don't. I I should have been, but like I said, I don't think I. At that at that time, I think I was more or less trying to get him back in the house. And mm-hmm. um, now you know, if I ever see him, I would still apologize and just hug him if I could. <laughs> you know,
2: just mm-hmm. give him mm-hmm. a hug and say mm-hmm. I'm
0: I'm so sorry. To, to you know, to doing what I did see
2: Mm-hmm. Because, like you say, hurt people, hurt people,
0: yes, ma'am, and that is true. We,
2: and what it is is we replicate mm-hmm.
1: what we hate, uh, everybody right. does it, we replicate that thing, but one thing I found just in um just in the journey of growth is we fail to ask ourselves why we are quick to ask somebody else why, but we don't right. never ask ourselves, why do I need this particular thing?" Or why do I need to do this particular thing? Or why do I feel this particular way? You know, and I think if we stopped and asked ourselves why we need this Mm -hmm. thing, you know, I think we would be able to answer a lot of questions and prevent a lot of different situations. Because I think when things happen to you, it's a reset period in your life. I always talk about reset periods here. Everything is a reset period, but it's true. Um, And... You can reset, still be disconnected. You can have a trauma and be disconnected. You can be traumatized and and walk through life every day. You can smile every day, but inside, you're 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 disconnected. You're emotionally disconnected, and you don't know how to reconnect yourself.
0: Yeah, that's deep. Um, I think a lot of people who've gone through the prison systems they are disconnected. Um, and it would take them the same amount of years that they was in, maybe the same amount of years to get reconnected to their feelings. And that's because very they feelings and 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 don't know how to bring it back up because they buried it so deep. Hmm. So they suppressed That's
2: an it. interesting point. That's an interesting yeah. point you just made. As far as, you know, people that have been behind the wall, I I hadn't even contemplated that concept of, of forgiveness. The amount of time that yeah. they're in is the same amount of time that's needed to actually gain that forgiveness. That's deep. Right. So if
0: now... You got some people that's out here, that's still going. That's in prison, and they out. They are not behind the mm-hmm. uh, wall or ball, but they, they are in prison with themselves.
2: mhm Because mm-hmm. of all that's the hurt, personal presence, right? Yeah.
0: prison,
2: right? Mental prison.
0: Hurt What?
2: And,
0: and that's another. <laughs> that's another piece. I mean that mental. That mental piece. I got mm-hmm. my first aid and uh, for the adults and the children and now I'm about to get the uh first uh mental health for, for the for the seniors. And wow, that's another piece. You know, and, and some of us don't even don't even know how to say I need professional help. <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. That's true. But, that's true the mm-hmm. personal the, the professional help they think is smoking weed you know, drinking alcohol. That's not what that's not the professional help you think you need. Mhm. You start going into depression and all of these other factors because of certain things you wasn't able to address. You know, as in the trauma of, of years of years of years of hurt we, uh, neglect and you know All of these key factors It's a lot But for Shanice Gay with Ali I had to Let's get back to forgiveness I definitely had to forgive And I'm still forgiving a lot of people Because people hurt me every all the time <laughs> And I just had to realize You know what I'm going to let them be Mm-hmm. You know, i not every battle I need to be fighting, I need to just go forward and keep it moving, and that's it. That's, that's right.
2: it. So, and you know it. what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Amen to that.
1: And you do it for you. See, that's the problem. I think a lot of times we do, especially as women, we do everything for everybody. And we right. don't know how to do it for ourselves, but you got to do it for yourself for it to be real, for you to be able to, to grasp it and experience it and in understanding where you are in the process. You know, everything right. is, the process is real and you do have to trust mm-hmm. it, but you have to understand your position and where you are in that process to make right. sure that you are keeping yourself accountable. A lot of times we wait for other people to make us accountable for, for something we're supposed Mm -hmm. to do, but you have to know how to keep yourself accountable and say, this is where I am. And so Mm -hmm. I know not to do this. And if I do this, this is what it's whatever's going to happen is whatever's going to happen. But I knew where I was. I knew the position I was in. Um, And, I had to do that for myself. My mother passed uh, in 2016. And I would, I've told everybody, like, my, I was in a bad place. Like, my mind was really, really bad for up until um, the middle of last year, i say. But my mind was really in a bad, I was really in a bad space. And I, um, I, I've learned that even though I'm, I'm, as I am, and I'm very loving and nurturing. I'm very disconnected emotionally, and I know this. And so, I, but mm-hmm. I had to make sure that I was in tune to me and what was going on. Mm-hmm. So when my mom passed, my aunt told me to go to grief uh, a grief counselor. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "You need to go to a grief counselor." She was like, "To help you um, get through it," because she even knew she was like, I, I, "This is what I need you to do." But, you know, a lot of times we don't do that. We feel like going to get help is either not going to help or we go to the wrong kind of help. Because sometimes you don't have to go to a counselor. Sometimes um, you may need spiritual guidance. You can go to your pastor. You may need to know on the spiritual side how to grasp this thing for yourself. So getting help is is nothing wrong with that. Understanding where you are. There's nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, it's very important to understand where you are because when things start happening, you want to mm-hmm. be able to understand the why to everything. So That's you're not it. asking other people, why did you do this? And why did you do this? No, right. I need to understand why I yeah. um mm-hmm. did this, that, and the other. Where was I at? Where was my mind at? Where was my heart at? Where was my spirit at? You know, was I, was I self-caring for myself?
0: Yeah, self-care is definitely important. Um, important. That's something that March is coming up, um, is Women's Month. I'm going mm-hmm. to do a, a presentation on uh, uh, self-care because we don't take out the time to self-care, you know, uh, care for ourselves. We're mm-hmm. so busy doing so much for everybody. But in reality, you know, sometimes you need to disconnect from the the world and just do you, no matter whatever it is, fingernails, getting pampered, meditating, shutting down for a little while, and Lord knows I know, <laughs> that, this is why I'm talking about it. It's very, very when you hear as myself. So many different stories of domestic violence on the men's side, the women's side. Mm-hmm. And then you know that the children, they see it, they know it, they bullying. I, I was a mentor at uh, a school for fifth graders for bullying. So it's like, then I have a show. Then I got, sometimes I just have to disconnect <laughs> and just think <laughs> about what I want for myself. Cause matter of fact, we were just in Albany. Um, With the politicians And we did a domestic violence piece And then when I came back home It was you know more stuff I had to do so it Disconnecting is coming up real soon For myself So mm-hmm. always No matter what Care is everything I don't care if you don't have A million things to do Still learn who you are As a person because That's one thing I also had to learn. I had to leave the men alone and just work on me. What is it that Mm. I like to do? Do I wanna do I like these movies? Do I like this book? Because, you know, when you with a mate, it's like he or she, whoever you with, they like this movie. But you don't wanna go to this movie, but you go to make them happy. So, okay, what makes me Mm -hmm. happy? Do I like those sneakers? Just because he bought them, I got to wear them because he bought them. No, I don't like those dog sneakers. So what do <laughs> I like? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's true. It's, it's true, though. It's, you, you're right. You, you I like you. this dress. I'm going to wear this dress. You know? So with that being said, now that I have a husband, you cannot – you cannot – Make me um, do too much of what you want to do. He does. Uh-huh. He he does a lot of what I want to do because <laughs> he support me a lot. But what I'm saying is, n- don't lose grip of who you are. Uh-huh. Period. That's, that's right. A, that's a period. A big period. Do not lose grip of who you are. And that's an exclamation
2: point, girl. <laughs> Uh, what? Period. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: And so. and it's okay because see a lot of times when you go through things, those the those things are disempowering. where you don't feel right. empowered. Um our next guest, uh, he had did a post and he talked about the face of depression and he talked about men being in and you brought it up, men being in um Domestic situations that are unhealthy um, And he said 48% of men face physical Or psychological aggression From their intimate partner in relationships And you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think that we think about these things Like it is both right. sides But most time, men don't speak up Speak mm-hmm. up less than women speak up Because I'm not a man If I allow these things to happen to me
0: Mhm. It's true. Now, um, I of all the events I have had, men are there, and this last, like I said, the pre Valentine's Day event, there was a brother that was sitting there crying. He was crying. I mean, tears just, and I was like, I went over to him. I said, "Are you all right?" He said, "Cause I brought a family of." Um, Abuse as well and he said I was going Through family abuse with my mother and I didn't Even know it was family abuse mm. And I was like we gotta wow. talk You know And there was another young man I did An all male panel and I let My husband moderate that one And um, it was a young Man that said that his mother Used to tell him you ain't S word you ain't never gonna mount to nothing, and da 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 da, all this negative, 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 negative. I mean, the brothers was in there crying. They had to get up and mm-hmm. get our brother a hug, and I was like, wow. And this is what we want: a strong man. We want mm-hmm. a man who's gonna provide for us. But we don't even know what they went through
5: mm-hmm. before
0: us in the household. We we don't know. But we know something ain't right because I'm just loving, caring woman, but he's like, you ain't never going to do nothing right. And you're like, but wait a minute. So, mm-hmm. yes, men do get abused, and a lot of times it can be um, just a verbal. Like for example, there's another guy who stood up. Uh, maybe two years ago, he stood up. The brother was tall, and he said that his girlfriend um, told him if he go outside or or go to wherever he was going, that she was gonna call his parole officer on him.
1: Huh. Wow. Because so, that's that control factor. we think exactly. that exactly and that's ego. A lot of times right. that is that pettiness, a lot of times that is ego. It control yep. is ego. Ego to your yep. ego can can put you in so many different type of situations that you don't wanna be into. Um and that's most and I will say mostly women, we have a, a large ego. Uh and I, I wanna mm. say it's bigger than some men's. It we, we just your ego is destructive sometimes, and we feel like you know we have to be a certain way, um, to uh, and not control ourselves but allow ourselves to take control. You know what I'm saying? Instead of controlling, you know what it is when your ego is in function,
3: right? But we
1: don't take time, we make allowances for it, and we make excuses, and, and we Rationalize why we're doing this instead of calling it what it is.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we was like, "What? You know?" Like I said, this brother's tall, and so he he was like, "So what was I supposed to do?" And we like, mm-hmm. "Damn, <laughs> like, you know?" And <laughs> believe me, I was not no place near thinking about men. Being abused I always mm. think about Women being abused Because I was abused by men So I'm like Men get abused? And they said um, Out of four men One of them Actually spoke up But I'm going to tell you this Almost every time I have an event Everybody in that room Been abused Some kind of way, some kind of way. Mm. So I I think they need to change the statistics because if they just thinking about physical, then you're wrong because you got spiritual abuse, you got physical, verbal, economic, you know, the the money piece, the you know, the prison system. You know, you got. different type of abuse now mm-hmm. wow so yeah I mean this is mind blowing now you got same sex relationships you think mm-hmm. they not get, they not going through that right yeah through, yeah. and that was a it opened up my eyes to that too because I had a, a young lady who brought that up to us and I, would mm-hmm. and I was like wow so, and then I do a lot of reading on this. So I'm like, my Lord, what are we going to do? Absolutely. We just want to continue so to true. do what we're doing. Huh?
2: Right, we That's still so appreciate
1: true. you coming to kick it with us today in the chat room. <laughs> Honey, we have had some girl talk, y'all. Let me tell y'all, if y'all yes. have missed. This interview with this fabulous, fabulous, dynamic woman.
2: No worries, <laughs> just head
1: over to our archives and check out uh her interview here on blogtalk.com as well as iTunes and iHeartRadio. Now, you know, she <laughs> always does something a little fun before we leave. And so we want to get you with a fun question uh before you leave yeah. out the chat room. You are welcome back here. Any, any time. We want you to shout out all Thank your you. social media, uh, the date and time for your events and your meetings, and how people can contact you.
0: Okay, so here we go. So you can reach us at on the Twitter at we are phenomenal one. So it's at the wiggly at we w e r a r e phenomenal p um. That's P-H-E-N-O-M-E-N-A, one. And then on Facebook, um, We Are Phenomenal Woman on Facebook. Then we also have WeArePhenomenalWoman.com on our website. So you can reach us. We there. Our workshop is every other Saturday. We do healing pieces, meditate pieces. We do, uh, woo. We do mindset, we change the mindset, what is domestic violence, all type of stuff. Um, our mm-hmm. next event is March. We're working on a date now on um, something on Women Women's Month. So, yeah, we got a lot of things going on. If anybody want to tune in, you can definitely reach us on com on our
2: website. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you once again for us, Shanice. And I'm going to give you a, a typical question. Yeah. If you were a color in any big box of crayons, what would it be and why?
0: Uh-huh. I want to be, ooh, hmm, what color? Can I choose two or just one?
2: You can combine whatever you want.
0: Okay, so I wanna choose two. My two colors will be black and purple. Oh. Reason yeah,
2: reason why black is power. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I like that combination.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so that's my colors, black and purple. Absolutely. But thank you
2: so much.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> we thank
1: you for coming to hang out with us uh, here in the chat room. Again, you are welcome back anytime. We do appreciate you coming to take the time out. Shout out to Urban Buzz Magazine for connecting us. And anytime you want to come back, just hit up me or Miss Tony and let us know. Whatever's on your spirits you want to have girls chat about,
0: we'll make it happen. All right. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to Urban Buzz Mag. That's my people right there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, y'all have a good
2: one. <laughs> okay, you too. Thanks again. All right. Okay, bye bye. Bye. She's doing some amazing oh, she's doing things. She's awesome.
1: Please. Yes, mm-hmm. she is super duper awesome. We, are, mm-hmm. we want to welcome you guys to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know, I got my fabulous co host, Miss Tony. We are here talking that talk about forgiveness means freedom. We just had our fabulous first guest speaker, life coach, domestic violence uh, advocate, uh, Shanice Gateway, Gatewood from New York was in here talking that talk with us. We have our next fabulous guest coming to kick it with us. We love him when he comes in the chat room. Uh, We always have great, great conversation uh, with him. He has a new project that he is working on called uh, Dear Men. So I'm excited that he is organizing this thing I um, it's a whole movement. Like he a whole vibe, y'all. Let me let me just tell y'all that uh, he is a whole vibe. Uh, we gotta bring Garth into the chat room. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
5: Hello. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, we can. Yes, we can. How are you?
5: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me back on. I appreciate it you a lot. You
1: are very. Anytime. You know, this is your home. We you your own little special seat over there. It's all got mango and everywhere for you. We hope you enjoying your little space.
3: <laughs>
1: but you got a lot going on. You got a lot going on. Uh, you over here, you're an author, a life coach, speaker, and now you have a new project. I want you to tell us a little bit about um, yourself for those that don't know who you are uh, and your project.
5: Okay, well, um, you know, like you, like you said, uh, my name is God Boza, uh, originally from Shenanah and Tobago. I now reside in the United States. I've been here for a while. Uh, started off doing some uh, modeling and acting, got into writing, uh, had my first book some years ago. My last book is actually called The Journey Continues to Evolve, which is a way to integrate both mental and physical health, um, I think, into one you know, more or less about talking about the journey, my experiences, the experiences of other people, and writing it in a way that people could relate to it because I think sometimes we feel like we're all alone, but we're actually connected, and sometimes somebody's experience is something that we either went through before or about to go through. So the writing is aimed at, you know, trying to help people to relate to what we write and to understand that they're not alone. Um, If we fast forward to what the project is now, the DMN project is actually aimed at men it's uh, to build that bridge between men and themselves. I think there's a lot of miscommunication, not with just men and women, but men and themselves. So it's aimed to build a bridge between men and themselves and also to help or assist the people that love them, meaning the women that are in their lives, the kids, their friends. Sometimes I think we're, under- we're misunderstood as men. So this forum is to create not just change um, and to create less of an impression and more of an impact and to help people understand um, the differences between the two and to find ways and to start conversations in a way that we could help to build that bridge between men and themselves and, and everybody else that's around that cares.
2: Hmm. <coughs> Interesting. I have a question, Scott. <laughs> this is Tony. Um, I want to know, what was the catalyst to get the uh, Dear Men movement started?
5: Um, for years, I've been, I've been having the idea of um, creating something or having a forum, having a conversation. You know, most people gravitate to like YouTube and they have like videos and stuff like that. Um, but my passion was actually writing. So I started off with something called the DMN series on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and the, the, the participation was really good. The feedback was good. The response was good. Um, I thought it would be only from women, which at the beginning it was. But actually men started getting on board with the whole DMN series and sending direct messages. I opened the form also for them to talk to me privately. Um, so that mm-hmm. happened. And then last year, I had a couple of changes in my own life where I realized that uh, I needed to really identify with who I was as a person and really um, look at it from an angle of trying to be of service to people more in 2020. So I look at it as more of an assignment than a project. I mean, it's called a DMN project, but to me, it's an assignment. I think it's something I have to put in my heart to share with other people and to serve other people to hear Uh, A side of the story that normally most men are silent about, you know, like from the physical and mental abuse part of it to just being misunderstood or just having so much pressure in the workplace or in relationships or with family and not being able to have a voice to speak about it. So, So the assignment is for me to serve others by providing the education about it, providing some statistics that you find online. But more or less, writing stuff that people can relate to and creating a forum for them to want to start the conversation. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. I
2: have one more question. I'm sorry, you <laughs> go ahead, P. That. You're no, on the you, road, C. Go you, ahead. <laughs> you do say it, that you reached. You say you reached out to the um, men to to privately you know, dialogue with you, how difficult was that? Because, you, like you said, men are more more silent than than women. How difficult was it to bring that private dialogue into the public?
5: Um, You know, as a writer, I could find ways to, to put a message over to people. I think the hardest part was getting them to want to direct message me or to email me or to get into contact with me. And it took more of me being consistent. I think what happens with with projects like these is that we start off really, like, excited and really motivated to do it, really inspired. And then once we don't get the feedback as we should in the beginning, we stop. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, by the time they go looking for the information, there's only a limited amount of information. So with me, I stay consistent with it. Um, I really do, do not have too much of a feeling if somebody does not like what I write. Um, I think because mm-hmm. everybody's going to have a different opinion and they'll have a different perception. And I think because of the consistency with the DMN series on Instagram and on the Facebook, people realize, okay, this guy's a little bit more serious and he looks like he really cares about what it is that we're going through. Um, it, mm-hmm. it, took a, it, it took a while. It took a while before I did the website. Um, and mm-hmm. even with women that would come on and ask questions, what I said to them, I said, well, listen, do you just do me a favor and what we discussed or what you saw or what you read – just share it on one, somebody that you care about, just share it on their page. If they read it, mm-hmm. it's fine. If they don't read it, we tried. But it, it definitely mm-hmm. took a lot of consistent action. Um, and even the visits to the site, a lot of the visits to sites now, like it's a, the high percentage of men from what I expected compared to what we do get. Like we do get a high percentage of men coming on the site and reading the articles, even on the Instagram page, sending, you know, posting their comments underneath the write-ups or sending me a message privately we get a little bit more men into the rotation of saying how they feel and expressing what happened to them in a past relationship and not being so um, closed off or so apprehensive in terms of saying something about how they feel. Mm -hmm.
2: That's true, because I think it's so important that men know that there is a platform for them to to come freely and not necessarily think that it's a stigma against their manhood. So I, I, I tend to 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 want that out in the forefront to let men know that they're not alone and it doesn't take anything away from them being a, being a man. So I commend you for this movement because it's a it's a much needed thing.
5: It's a much needed thing, but it's also much needed that we stay consistent with it too, though. Because what happens, exactly. you know, like I said, people people feel like okay, it's there, and then it's like if you have this, you know, I, I would use a clothing analogy. You have this t shirt that you saw, a dress that you saw. You went to the store, you saw it, and when you went back it was gone and you never see it again. You know, it's it's the availability mm-hmm. of, of, of the education, it's the availability of the, the forum, it's the availability of the and I don't want to say the secretive direct message, but the privacy that they feel comfortable in because we now have to create the environment for them to feel comfortable to talk about something that's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. So oh, that's what right. I'm trying to create. You know, so exactly. that's what I'm trying to create for them because I feel as though a lot of things either grow or die based on the environment that they're in.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is Alicia. You know, we have to say who we are because we sound so much alike. In a lot of situations. Yes, you do. <laughs> in a <laughs> lot of situations, I think that we become disempowered. We feel like we are disempowered, um, men included. So as women, what can we do um, to help our men feel uh, more empowered, more um, empowered, in their daily lives?
5: Yeah, that, that's a really good question, and it's something that has been asked, I think, since we came up with the site, because so the site was open on uh, January 22nd, and since the site came out and the conversation started, the, the, the good thing is a lot of women are asking that question. So one of the things that we have to understand is that men and women, men and women, they learn from their past, they learn from the environments that they were in initially, you know, how they grew up and, And that background, that background, right? So what we have to look at is this is going to be a process that does not happen overnight. So that's one thing. So we have to trust the process. And we also have to be able to um, identify what the problems are before we just jump into trying to find all these, you know, solutions about stuff. We have to listen to whatever the problem is. Right. Um, and, and again, because it's a process and because it's something that we have to take our time with, we cannot, we cannot rush that process with, and especially with men. So men process stuff totally different. dating definitely processes different. And, you know, if, if somebody's coming to me, sometimes it's not the way, it's not what you say, but how you say it. So it's also not, you know, what you're trying to get, but how you approach that. So I think that's one of the biggest things to start off with.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. Great point. And I I Great
1: question, know. Lee. Yeah, good question. Very good question. Thanks, T. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Yeah, well, you know, we talked about this earlier. Well, we're, our topic today is forgiveness and how forgiveness means freedom. And, you know, I posted earlier today about forgiveness um, because that's one of the hardest things that we're, we're able to do uh, to forgive. forgive. Forgiveness is really what empowers us. But we tend to not do it so often because we're holding on to whatever is binding us, whether we're attached to the pain that came from it uh, or there's a little eager uh, ego going on where we can't let that particular thing go. Um, but either way, we, we are in bondage um, by whatever it has uh, stopped us from feeling empowered. So as a man, what... What would you say um, to a man that is going through the process of, of forgiveness And knowing that forgiveness is not for the other person It is for you It helps you to release yourself from any type of bondage You know, whether you've been disrespected or um, disappointed in someone Whatever the case may be uh, What do you say to men that come to you When they have that type of bondage type situation
5: going on? Um, you know, initially what I do say to them, I I say to them uh the fact that forgiveness starts the healing process. So the forgiveness part starts the healing process, but what we normally do as men, we identify mm-hmm. that as being I need to forgive them, like you rightfully said, in order to heal, but you need to forgive yourself. So the idea uh-huh. is that by holding on to something we have to let that go for it to let us go. Because if we keep uh-huh. holding on to it, it, it keeps us in a cage, it keeps us behind a fence, right? So most of our conversations when we talk about this part of it is the fact that, yes, you have to forgive yourself first because you kind of hold yourself accountable for making mistakes or for looking at stuff where, you know, you did something and you you don't forgive yourself, but you're so quick to forgive the other person that you missed that step in between the healing process, which is to forgive you first. The other part of it is that if we hold on to a lot of stuff and we don't let go of it, it automatically doesn't let go of us. So like you said, we are no. in bondage. We're in bondage, and then nothing can come out of that because we're not allowing anything to happen. So it's as if you cage yourself, but ex- accept it, you know, you're expecting yourself to grow, but you've already caged yourself there, or you're expecting stuff to, to go further, but you put a big wall there. And the same way that the wall prevents us from going forward, it prevents anything good from coming in. So it, it, it is mainly a part of acknowledgement um, and accepting the fact that you do have to forgive yourself first, and the other part of it is being able to let go of the things that you're holding on to, because as much as you as much as much you hold on to it, it's going to hold on to you, and therefore your healing process is never going to start or begin.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've talked about, and healing is a whole nother topic, but I know that <laughs> just from experience that, you know, I always talk about when my mother passed, my mother's passed about four years ago and for me with the healing process I still am myself you know but my mind was in a bad place my spirit was in a bad place Mm -hmm. but I've I've learned that emotionally I'm disconnected Um, and a lot of times when you are disconnected you don't know how to reconnect yourself so what are some of the things that men can do uh, in the process when they feel disconnected, and they have no idea how to reconnect to themselves, to their significant other, to just the world in general on an emotional level.
5: One of the things, too, that we do not seek as men is we don't seek help, right? Um, And I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm a coach or a lifestyle coach. I'm not just saying that part of it. I'm just saying that the, the part of it there, and you touched on it before, we have the ego and the pride, and sometimes that's what prevents us from seeking help. Um, mm-hmm. but one of the things to do is to actually seek help. And sometimes you don't have to go to somebody that's stranger. You don't have to. Sometimes it is good to go to somebody else who could just listen to what you have to say, but we have to have a circle of people that we can trust to have a conversation with. And I think as men, we sometimes have that circle of friends, but we don't have people that help to support us in what we're trying to do. So sometimes mm-hmm. it comes even back to those type of choices. So the choices that you have and the choices that you make for people that you keep around you That is also another roadblock to you beginning your process and you being able to forgive yourself and to talk about it. Because the main thing that we don't do is we do not talk about it. So, like, for me, I I started journaling years ago because it was a way to get my thoughts out of my head. Instead of me overthinking stuff, I would write stuff down, constantly write stuff down. I mean, I guess that's how I started writing the books, but it was a way to help me to psychologically free my mind from stuff that was constantly on there. And I think men, men don't journal. You know, we, we look at this, that we look at journaling as a gender thing, which is weird to me, but you know, and they don't journal, they don't write stuff down. So therefore that's one way of expressing yourself that they already eliminated from their process. The other part is having somebody to talk to. Now if you go to a friend to talk to and he laughs about something that's bothering you, are you going to go back? No. So That's another one that we eliminate from the list in terms of having somebody to talk to. Would you go seek help from somebody? Go to a counselor or go talk to somebody at your church. Most men don't. So that you know, we keep mm-hmm. eliminating all of the objectives and all of the options, and then we wonder why nothing is changing. But that's what it is. So I always tell people, I say, listen, it doesn't have to be me. It could be somebody at your church. It could be somebody at one of the groups that you go to. It could be somebody at work. It could be somebody that you trust enough to have a conversation with. But it has. You have to find a way to. Get that off of your mind because if it stays on your mind, a lot of things that you find happening is people implode first and then they explode after that. And that's Uh never good, you know. And that's why this is a form we're trying to create because they need somewhere to go. Like, you know, half of these people who might email or direct message me, they don't know me personally. But if they see an outlet and they're in a position where they say, okay, I could get help here and they choose to do that, at least the outlet is something that's there for them.
1: Mhm. Absolutely, they, absolutely. Yeah,
5: it's yeah, just trying to create to create the outlet for them, I guess.
1: And I remember the last time you were on here, we were talking about this. You know, I have this big old pet peeve. You have all the, you know, to me affirmations is a thing. You know, everything is a hustle, um, but everything, you know, everything is a hustle. But affirmations have been like the biggest hustle, and you know. Women empowerment, that's a whole hustle, but it's so many we- men <laughs> telling women how to be women, and ain't nobody telling men how to be men, so the fact that you have this platform to say, listen, it's nice that we want to get them right, but if you don't have yourself right, um, you're going to have a problem, you know, and...
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: you post so much and you're always encouraging to men, you know, as a woman, you know, sometimes I'm like, dang, we here too. You don't want to talk to us, but (laughs) I appreciate what you do because a lot of men don't have men that pour into them. Most of the time, it's kind of like a a forever mother. Your woman is your forever mother. And and in my opinion, don't send me no inboxes because you know, (laughs) it ain't sweet this way but uh, it's like having a forever mother um and your mother pours into you your mother she she affirms you she inspires you she she builds you up and so when you have a woman it's it's the need for that to happen not to necessarily build with her because when you have a woman that's a building process you want to build with this mm-hmm. person and create things but you have some men that they don't know how to build and create they just need a forever mother they need somebody that's forever pouring into them um and helping them get where they need to be what do you think about that
5: i, I think you're right i think you're you're correct i think it starts, it starts from from home. It starts from when they're growing up as young men. Um, I think, and that's why even recently, I, I had my son on the Instagram live recently, talking to him because like I I wanted to know how he felt about certain things in his generation, like how was it growing up, how you know, just his his view on stuff as well. Because a lot of this starts from you know, what their dad taught them or the environment that they were in. Who were their their role models? Um, we did something recently on Facebook about what it means to you to be a man. So I had, like, two people that I knew. I had them answer questions. What does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be strong? You know, and everybody has a different perception of it based on the environment that they came from. So what, with what you said about having a woman to pour into them and pour into them, yeah, I mean, you you can't you cannot go looking for people to pour stuff into you if you're not willing to pour stuff into yourself. But uh-huh. nobody's, telling, nobody's telling them this. So there's a women's workshop every week. Someone, there's there's no, there's no <laughs> men's is. workshop. There's no men's <laughs> workshop. There's there's an empowerment women's movement. There's no empowerment men's movement. All there is is rich dad poor dad. And again, I'm not knocking him. I've been to one of his events, but that's all we have. We have either, mm-hmm. either real estate workshops, business workshops, but nobody's
1: teaching them how to everybody's work. Everybody's talking about <laughs>
5: yes, yeah, telling how to work, but not but not how to live. So therefore, they live in. Just winging it. They're winging it because most of the environments that they come from, there's no role model there. There's nobody to show them how – and it's, it's not even a matter of how to be a man. This is the misconception. It's not, it's not just how to be a man. It's how to be able to know what your role is because it's different roles. And every time we, we look at society, it's changing roles as we go along. So everything is just getting tweaked every time we go along. So you having a basic role or function and you being with somebody who understands that function, it makes it a lot easier. So we talk about stuff like communication. Everybody communicates, but not much people communicate effectively. That's one of my pet peeves. Mm. People say, oh, I communicate. Yeah, you do communicate, but did you communicate effectively? Did you effectively get your point across for me to understand? Most times, no. Uh-huh. And then you have the expectation that I did understand, and then now you're disappointed. So, you know, okay. so with, with men and, and, and that type of mentality, I think if they need somebody to say something like that to them, I mean, I, I post stuff now that's really transparent because I feel as though we've come to that point where now you need to put stuff out there so people can understand. And again, this is only for people who are willing to change or willing uh-huh. to acknowledge stuff. There are people who are just not willing to acknowledge stuff, and you, there's nothing you can do about that. If there's no forum, there's no opportunity. Yeah.
2: Now this this this, this interesting. Um, God, this is Tony. You just said something that kind of got me to thinking. <laughs> And that was using the word roles. You know, men have so many roles, even on a daily basis. the hmm How do you put it all together and make it and make it work?
5: You kinda of went in and out there, Tony. I didn't hear the whole the whole thing. Sorry. I'm
2: I'm sorry, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you I can you know something about men and having their roles because there's so many roles that a man is involved in on a daily basis there's a role he plays at work he plays at home, he plays in his community in his his house of worship how does a man balance those roles and still be strong
5: in those individual roles so how how does he balance the roles you said Mm -hmm. and stay strong
0: that he
2: carries every day
5: Right. So, so, the idea. I mean, it is tough. it, it is tough, especially for the, the the man that's trying to be successful. Especially for the driven man. Let's let's use the driven man as an example. We face every single thing that you have on the outside. You have work, you have friendships, you have all these other relationships that you build because everything that you have is a relationship. And then you uh-huh. have the relationship at home, right? So, so so the, the relationship at home for both parties, men and women, are supposed to be a supportive environment. Right. right. Now, uh-huh. if if you have all those things to face on the outside, and then you come inside and you have nothing that's supporting you, or nothing that you know, it is hard to be strong. And, and again, strong is one of those words where we have to figure out what everybody's perception of strong is. But it mm-hmm. is tough to come and have to balance all those things. So, what 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 would men normally do if they had a long day from work? What what do they what do they normally do?
1: It depends on the man. You have some men right, that but, drink, some men that play video games, some right. men that um, shop, like women. You know, I, we, we have masculine yeah. and feminine energy amongst all of us. Um, and right. it just so, depends so what on what their so vice
5: we, is. Mm-hmm. It, well, mm-hmm. not just, it's not just their vice, though, but it's whatever their outlet that they, they have learned over time. So, like, like if, if you are somebody who all your friends go out to drink and you had a hard day, that's where you're going to go drink. Now, you might not want to go drink you might want to have a conversation because you had a long day and you want to talk about it. So they keep bottling up those things. So they, they, they act strong and they continue to, they continue to carry these things around. So they, in their mind, they're balancing it, but it's always offset by something else. So we we talked about something on the DMN project about these different, I guess, outlets that we have. These are outlets that we've learned over time from our environment. Right. Right. So, uh-huh. You know, where I'm from, we enjoy, we enjoy having a drink um, and listening to the music. And, like, you know, it's, like, right now, there's a party going on in Trinidad to go. There's a carnival. It's happening every day for the last couple of days, and everybody's enjoying themselves. And right after this event is done, we go back to the reality of life.
3: Mm-hmm. And, again,
5: what are the outlets? So is it, is it hard to balance it? It is hard to balance it. And it's hard to walk around constantly being strong. And constantly trying to project something that it's not you being you. Because we can't be emotional. We can't talk about stuff. Because if we talk about stuff and if you dare to shed a tear, then you're less of a man. So uh-huh. this, 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 is where, this is where we have to have supportive partners or supportive friends or supportive environments. And this is uh-huh. why I think for so long men have had the same problem of, yeah, we balance it. We do balance it. Because we have not a choice. But if we had the option of having a supportive environment, and again, not just in relationships, in any relationship, be it friendship, otherwise, it Uh would help us to not just balance stuff better, but it would help us to deal with stuff better. Because we could balance it while we're dealing with it. I don't Uh think that we're dealing with it. I think we're just doing a good job of balancing. We're not dealing with anything.
1: And what about the, the codependency? Because that is a big issue in a lot of relationships. That's really why majority of the people are together is because they're codependent uh, on that person and what that person um, yeah is to them. And And that yes. in itself to me creates imbalance. Talk a little bit about that.
5: It does, because most people go into relationships now thinking that they need somebody to complete them when they should be already be complete. The idea should be uh-huh. to complement to or to add to, right? Uh-huh. You need to add value to something. You need to complement that person. You don't need to complete that person. So, therefore, when, if that person gets up and leaves, then you're incomplete. Is that, is that what the equation is? So, like, all of these things we talk to men about now, because it's like, you need to figure out who you are before you get into anything else. You know, right. You know, we talk, we, we talk about getting into a relationship too quickly. We talk about loot jumps from one relationship to the next. Like, it's not just taking baggage from one to the next. It's actually you uh-huh. not even taking time to figure out who you are because every year you're changing to somebody else. Every year you're changing. Every year you're developing to a new person, right? So, like, when you were a child, you were in a child's body. Now you're a man, you're in a man's body. But mentally, we're changing over time. And if you come out of a relationship that you've been for five years, you have to find that time to figure out who you are before you step into anything else because remember you were part of of, of a collective union and most people just leave from one and go into the next without figuring out who they are. So you uh-huh. know, there's that space in between that you have to figure out who you are and you have to be able to understand who you are first. So the codependency thing, I agree with you. I think a lot of times men do the same thing as well. They come looking for their mother in another relationship. They come huh. looking for that person to to do all these things that mom did, well, then that's not your mother. So, therefore, you should be able to come in there and be complete. But that's where the complimenting thing comes in. Most people don't look for the complimenting partner. They look for somebody to complete them. But they've also been taught that, though. They've also been taught this over time. You know, she completes me, my better half. Really? Uh, I, mean, I I definitely do agree with that. Like, I, I don't agree with that at all. So, I think, I think you're right. I think that's what causes a lot of things. And it can even cause like resentment and frustration in relationships that have problems and issues that arise.
1: I agree. I, I, I agree. Now, um, <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, we have an author that always comes on here that I want to connect you with. Uh, I was telling him about you earlier, uh, Sean Sinclair, because you guys mirror uh, just the movement um, for men and helping men grow. Um, as a parent, He had posed a question. I don't know if he's on, um, but I'm going to see what that question is because I think he talked about men teaching their sons how to be men, if I'm not mistaken, and not being overbearing with it, um, but creating that balance. Um, You have two sons. How do you create that balance to where you give them what they need, but you're not overbearing um, in in your parenting well, of them?
5: Let me let me correct you. I have one son. If he hears I have two oh, sons, he's going to call me on FaceTime. <laughs> um, he's going to FaceTime me tonight. Oh, that's yeah, was Dad, like that I
1: thought it was two.
5: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, my bad, my yeah, <laughs>
5: that's fine because I would definitely get a FaceTime call tonight. If he hears I have two sons and he doesn't know about it, anyhow. Um, you know, with 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 my son being a, a good example, I think that's a good example for me. I I, I traveled a lot in the beginning of of his life, um, and his mom did a really phenomenal job with him in the beginning. Um, and from the time he got to like a teenage, like teenager, twelve, thirteen. I kind of stepped in. I kind of had to, to reevaluate what I was doing and step into his life a bit more because I knew that this was the time that he was going to be looking for a male role model. So his choices would have been the street, you know, in terms of the environment he was in. It, the choices would have been people that he had around him or his father. So, like, for me, I had to step in at that time and make sure that he knew I was around and have conversations with him. Um, but my family also is a is a really close-knit family, so he grew, he he also grew up around my parents and my sister and my nieces, so he has cousins and all that kind of stuff. So his idea of what his family looks like is because he's he he grew up in that. Now, with him, I have to talk to him about responsibility, I talk to him about you know taking care of himself first, literally taking care of himself, understand who he is being able to be in touch with like his emotions and having a conversation instead of just bottling stuff up. Now, was that a a process on its own or in itself? It was a process in the beginning because he didn't know how to to communicate that effectively to anybody. So I had to Uh be able to listen to him and and understand what he was saying. But parenting wise, I think with him is just giving him the idea, one of being a, you being the example, that's one. And two, Letting him understand that we can both learn together. Even though he's my son, we can both learn together different things as we both go on our own journeys. Because he has a totally separate environment from what I had. And the way he looks at things could be totally different. But I have to be able to create the environment for him to want to come to talk to me and not feel that if he comes to talk to me one time and it doesn't work, he shouldn't come back. Because then he's going to find somewhere else to go, which might just redirect him in a different path that I don't want him to go on.
3: So uh-huh. I have always
5: oh tried to now create the environment. Um, and there's different times in rough in terms of him trying to talk to me about stuff because I was also busy, and I had to really reevaluate where I was and make time for him because I felt as though he needed that forum. Just um, so like we talk about the DMN Project, where he needed a forum to have his own conversation. And I had to create that mm-hmm. forum or that environment for him.
1: Absolutely. And we got a hand up. We're going to take that call in just a minute. But I – um. I'm glad you said that because I listen to uh Cavario a lot who is uh one of the founders of non diva and he always talks about uh the the space you grow up in and and how that affects you. We're going to take this one mm-hmm. hand. We got 910465. You're alive in the chat room. What's your name and where you calling
6: from? Hey, what's going on Point is Sean? Hey. hey, Mr. Uh-huh. Sinclair. You're
1: doing? Mm-hmm. We are good. Yeah. We are good. We appreciate you calling in today. You know, I'm just, just talking about you.
6: Your ears is burning. Yes. Yes, yeah, it's a great conversation. <laughs> Much needed so, conversation,
3: too.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you posed a question on your YouTube, and I just jacked mm-hmm. it up. So, can you repost the question if I didn't do it correctly?
6: Right. So on my YouTube channel, I have a series what I call "Man Talk," and it's pretty much about men helping each other become better men and restoring the legacy of what true manhood is. So the question that I pose: I'm a parent, and I have a young son, and so I have two sons actually, but I was more referring to my younger son in this regard. So mm-hmm. the question that I pose is that: How do we find the balance of teaching our children? How do we find the balance of teaching our children? the right way without over being overbearing at the same time, you know, because there's a such thing as conscious parenting and then there's a such thing as unconscious parenting. You know, I don't know the stats about it, but I think that in my observation, a lot of men or a lot of people in general, particularly men, we tend to do a lot of unconscious parenting. So whenever we recognize the difference and become conscious parents, we run the risk of becoming overbearing. And, you know, and not to get too long-winded, but what made me think about that is with my, my, I have a six-year-old. And so I was talking to him one night, and I said, you know, you can tell me anything, right? And he was like, no, sir. I'm like, whoa.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, whoa. That
6: was the you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I want to create an environment where he can talk to me about anything. Because as you just mentioned, if not, he'll go somewhere else. And it's a lot of mm-hmm, number his heads mm-hmm. I hear that, that will readily lead him the wrong way. So I had to mm-hmm. kind of tone it back a Definitely. little bit. Right, even when he get in trouble in school, he's all he come home and you would think that he just killed somebody. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't put that in the air, but you know, I'm like, man, what's wrong with like, man, I gotta, I got a yellow in school. I'm like, man, I had to tone it down. So that's what made me mm-hmm. pose that question.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Okay. I mean, it, you
5: know, I would say too, it's our reaction to to, to their their action, right? So a lot uh-huh. of times. You know, my son my son is this dude at school, I had to go in there a couple of times. I would be listening. I had to go in there a couple of times. Um, but every time I would come home or I would visit, I had to come into the school and automatically he would think, Okay, yeah, that's it, I'm done because that's my dad's the coming thing. into school. You know? Yeah, he was like, I'm done, right. I'm done. You know, and it was stuff it was stuff that I had to tell him, I said, Listen, you know, I don't expect you to be the perfect individual, but I do expect you mm-hmm. to try to grow and to become better. And again, it's mm. it's our reaction to to their action because a lot of times they're just watching to see what our reaction is. Now, when right. you react them I and when you react differently, you confuse them. You know, not be forum for them to have a conversation. But if it is, you do exactly mm. what they, what you think you're gonna do. Guess what you just did? You just shut them down because now they're like, well, I knew you was right. gonna be upset. I'm done. I'm done. Right, right, I'm not right. Say nothing.
6: Right, and they learn. I think that's that's a part age. of it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah,
5: because they, they're okay. watching. Remember, when they're growing up, they, they're mimicking every single thing that we do. So, as parents, they're watching what we do. You know, they're watching how we do stuff, how we respond to stuff, how we respond to the people that are around us, how we respond to mom and, Like, they're watching Absolutely. all that stuff because remember, that's, that's what yeah. they come in here to do. They come in here to, to be part of the environment and grow in that environment that they're in, and they yeah. observe every single thing. So, I had to learn not to react in an exit way. When he had an action, because if I did, he would just close down and he wouldn't say anything to me. Right. You know, uh, but, but that's that's, true. That, that's also a process. That's because you have to, you have to be in that process for yourself as well, because you can't just like, if you, if your reaction is something that you naturally just react over, mm-hmm. you have to, and you start to find yourself being accountable and say, listen, you know what? Maybe this is not the right way because it's not for us. Remember it's none of this stuff is for us though. It's for them. So, right. so if we react in a way that affects them, and we're affecting them. And if we affect them, we're not helping them to change anything.
6: Right. So I guess the, the oxymoron here is that conscious parenting goes both ways. <laughs> we mm-hmm. have to be conscious of mm-hmm. our actions as well. Makes sense. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I applaud what you're doing, brother. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate That's a good work. We have to link up. I have a
2: show with both of you on it. And, and Absolutely.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
5: Yeah, and he's. You know me, you're coming I mean, me. here I'm to here.
1: Atlanta, right?
5: I am trying I'm doing my best to be there sometime soon. Okay.
1: Yeah, maybe well, I could collab and, and do a, yeah, he's here in Atlanta. That'd be awesome because you guys are both dope men um, that are really, really pushing for men to expand and grow. And we appreciate both of y'all because we, we women, we need men. You know, we are attracted to a man's confidence. Um, and if he's, he's broken, that confidence is lacking. And so we appreciate both of you for what you are doing.
5: Well, thank you. I'm taking all compliments for 2020. I'm taking all. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like we have both of a problem. And we have, as men, we have a problem taking compliments. So I'm taking every single compliment that I get for the entire year of 2020. So thank you for saying that you appreciate me. And this Sean.
3: Thank
5: you for saying that. that. I appreciate that. Thank you.
3: I appreciate you.
1: You are so more than welcome. We so appreciate you coming to kick it with us here in the chat room. Sean, we're going to put you back in the queue. You may continue to listen. We want you to shout out all of your social media where everybody can reach you, uh, where everybody can get information on the Dear Man Project, uh, Dear Men Project, Uh, anything you have coming up in the future.
5: All right, so on Instagram, it's simple is I am Godfather, B O I S I N. The um, DMN project is just simply www.dmnproject.com. There's articles that normally are posted on a Monday or Wednesday, but because I have so much content, I normally just post them randomly. Yeah, um, Facebook, it's just Godfather as well. I think they're all connected in terms of mostly stuff that you'll see. On Instagram, all In the same things. You You have to go to the website and check your website out. Uh, mm-hmm. We also do offer like conversations. Like I like to talk to people about stuff because I feel like if you are willing to take time to talk to me, I'm willing to take time to listen.
2: Absolutely. Well, we so appreciate you guys. You already know that, and you know this is your home. Anytime you want to utilize
5: the facilities. <laughs> Well, that's why, that's why I reached out and I said, listen, you guys, when I first came out of the book, you guys were open to having me on there. Now, the DMN Project is, is moving really quickly. There's a lot of momentum with it. But I wanted to come back on and, and say thank you because I feel as though, you know, a lot of times when people now start stuff, people really pay attention to them until somebody else says, hey, this guy is great or this girl is great or this lady is, is awesome. Um, so the mm-hmm. fact that you did have me on the show earlier when I just came out of the book, I want to come on here now before everything just went crazy and, um, mm-hmm. you know, share some of this stuff with you guys because I definitely appreciate you guys having me on the last time I was on there. And you did make me feel like I was part of the, um, you know, the conversation. So I appreciate that.
1: Absolutely yes, And when you come here Don't say hopefully You got to speak that thing out there The speaker's to create So when you come just let me know And I will uh, make sure I free up my time To come out and support you in your movement
5: Thank you I appreciate that It will happen soon It will happen soon
2: you, you make it up the New York area <laughs> I Howie, so,
1: absolutely And you can come back anytime Anytime anytime. you have something on your spirit That you want to talk about I know you should have a new book coming out soon uh, You got projects You got uh, different things you have going on Anytime you want to talk anything Garth or anything about life Or whatever You just hit <laughs> us up and we make that happen for you I will
5: I will okay.
2: You have a great evening, guys. Thanks again. Oh, wow. Great
1: show. Great show, T. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. We had a fabulous day. If you are just tuning in, welcome to my chat, y'all. I'm Miss Lisha. You know, I got my right hand. And nine times out of ten, she is my left. The fabulous Miss Tony Bippa talking about that forgiveness, that thing there. It does mean freedom, uh, but, you know, it's it's a process. Uh, to overcome. If you've just tuned in and you missed any part of our show, no worries. Just head over to our car, our archives here at blogtalk.com um, as well as iTunes and iHeartRadio Radio to be able to hear the replay of this show. If you would like to be a guest, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. If you are independent you have music, send that request to the chat radio show at gmail.com again we want to shout out keith robinson thank you for blessing us with your new single love language we love it we
3: love it we love it and we will see y'all tomorrow
4: in your mind I want to know you're